And here are the categories for you. Civil servants. Stamps from around the world. Mothers and sons. Beer. Bar trivia. And finally, celibacy. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. You me over and I guess you thought I was all right. All right, all right, all right. Who says that, Nick? She said, don't I know you from All right, all right, all right. You know, Matthew McConaughey says it. I'm not right. sure if I could get the character name. One of those one name characters. I thought for sure you'd be opening with the theme to the Today Show this afternoon. <laughs> not Matt. Let's see. What is Matthew I don't McConaughey's name? In it's Dazed like, and Confused. She's not Schneider, but it's like, um, uh, what do they call him? God, I feel like it's right on the top of my, tip of my tongue, and I just, oh, Woody, David Wooderson? Wooderson, is that what it is? Wooderson, I think they just called him Woody. Okay. In Dazed and Confused. But that was his first role ever. He, like, met some guy in, uh, in a bar in Austin, he's like, hey, you want to be in a movie? And uh, Matt McConaughey delivered the all right, all right, all right line. You ever hear him talk to Stern about how he came up with that? I did, but I, I don't like, remember. I'm trying to put myself in the place. I got my woman. I got my car. I got my thing. Life's all right, all right, all right. And I was just like, even the way you just said that. <laughs> makes people want to vomit. Makes me uncomfortable. Uh, he wasn't unknown oh, yeah. in that role. Absolutely. Yeah, that was one of his, it might have been his first movie. It was. It was his first movie, first time on a set. Uh, many, many firsts. So. I just saw something interesting in, in wake of all these scandals. Uh, the uh, the George Lucas movie, American Graffiti. Yes. There was a character very similar. To McConaughey? Yes. Okay. I think McConaughey's character was inspired by this guy in American Graffiti, who was sort of the cool guy in the movie. Okay. And he drove around all night with like a 13-year-old girl or a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. That's not and so that's cool. 1970s free, George George Lucas. <laughs> hey, there you go, George. Way to, way to be a <laughs> groundbreaker. Who knew 40 years later your time would come to Hollywood, folks? I mean, Sorry. these guys were all up to shenanigans. Oh, it's Hollywood. I, how many times have I said this? I thought that's all Hollywood was, was shenanigans. Like, people trading power for sex and money. I don't know. I thought that's what it was. Well, I got a, I got a long segue to get That's why, that's why us. I tried to stay as far away from it as Dude. humanly possible in all respects in my life. <laughs> so... All right, well, I have to make peace with something that I got wrong last week. Oh, okay. In, in a bad way. And, and boy, was I uninformed about the world of pageantry. Oh, okay. I mean, talk about blowing this. Oh, wow. All right, folks. So we, I we correct you... our mistakes on the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. We don't hide from them. We come back and we tell you. What oh, yeah. This is this is huge mistakes here. Okay. All right, so I, we were talking about Miss Universe. I remember. Miss Universe hadn't even happened yet. Okay, that's the first mistake. They have Miss World. <laughs> and Miss Universe. There's two different con, two different <laughs> universes. <laughs> so, so Miss World is India. You just won. Yes. Okay. Miss, and they they haven't been guess a week apart. But because you, I saw the headline, the Miss Universe South Africa just won. I'm like, whoa, what happened? I just did a whole story on Miss Universe. So that's Miss World. Okay. Now Miss World actually outdates Miss Universe. Do they fight? By because one year. That's what I need. If you get the winner of Miss World versus the winner of, uh, winner of Miss Universe and they have like an MMA match, like Ronda Rousey style. That would be phenomenal. Well, now we've but got, I guess they're, now we've got they're raising money for, for different things. But 
Miss Universe been around since 1952. Miss World around since 1951. So, boom. Miss World comes out in 51, and they counter with Miss Universe in 52. Now, I feel like Miss Universe is crushing Miss World because I've never even heard of Miss World. Well, really. I was about I mean, to tell I mean, you, I think you're right because Miss World was not on my radar until about 30 seconds ago. So you want to hear the tremendously interesting thing about all of this. I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but last week the question was what two countries have won Miss Universe the most. And yeah. I had told you... Venezuela and India. Right. Because that was Miss World. Right. Okay, so I'll ask you again. Miss Universe, <laughs> who's one and two? I'm still going Venezuela. Venezuela, number one with six wins. Okay. The exact same as in Miss, U- in Miss, in, uh, sorry, Miss World. And who's number two? Miss Columbia? Miss India. Miss India. <laughs> with five wins. So the answer still would have been right, even though I had the completely, completely wrong, wrong contest. Uh, a little vindication. All right. I was I was going to say Miss India, but I just figured that would be a little bit too convenient. So I started looking into this just a little bit. I was like, wow, how, how come we have Miss... We also have something called Miss Earth that's been around since 2001. Honey but, Boo Boo won that one. But year. this is what happened, really. Back in 1951, Right. okay, um, Miss America was a big deal. It was. It and is. the winner of Miss America refused to model for this company called Catalina Swimwear. Okay. And so they created Miss World as a yeah, as an enemy. You, forget you, Miss. And then uh, they and then they created well Miss USA to compete with that, and Miss Universe to compete with Miss World. So all coming from this Catalina uh, swimwear that they wouldn't wear, and then it got me thinking: Who drowned off the coast of Catalina in 1981? <laughs> it's like where have I heard Catalina before? And, like, when I think of Catalina, the first thing I think of is the scene in Roger Rabbit where uh, Eddie's telling his, you know, girlfriend, I'll take you on a nice trip to Catalina again. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think of my uncle getting sick on a ride around Catalina. We talk. <laughs> he got seasick on a fishing trip. There you go. That, make, that makes sense. Um, God, I don't remember. There's a big story. Um, 1981, famous actress. A lot of conspiracy around this drowning. Still not coming to me. She was on a boat with her husband, Robert Wagner. Oh. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Wow. Okay. So Natalie Do you remember that story coming back in 2001? Because the captain of the ship came out and said that Wagner and her were arguing the night before. And when she was found, she was bruised and had booze and drugs in her system. And you know who else was there? No. (laughs) This is great. He hired a lawyer in 2011 immediately after this right, came out. So it's either going to be Kardashian or it's going to be Shapiro. It was uh, Cowbell. Co- Cochran. Cowbell. Christopher Walken. It was Robert Wagner, Natalie Wood, and Christopher Walken on the boat. Christopher Walken hired an attorney in 2011. Oh, I thought you said they hired ever Christopher Walken as the attorney. No, no. He, I was like, well, now that's He hired an attorney, okay. but nobody's ever blamed him of anything. But... Uh, but Nick, they I reopened. Can't the, do a Christopher they, Walken. They, they reopened but if I the could, case. I would really love to have commented as Christopher Walken. It would have been funny. Christopher Walken's one of those where if you can't do it, don't don't do it because so many people do, do it, it so spot on. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. I'm not one of those people. So there you go. Look for that. Uh, Natalie Wood, Dana Carvey did the best Christopher Walken impression. She's like, I do yes. micro impressions. And yes, it's like this is Christopher Walken, like. Trying to uh, take a crap, and it was just like one noise. Yeah, it sounded exactly <laughs> like that's perfect. I love the micro impressions. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, so Christopher Walken not indicated, uh, not uh, indicted in the uh, oh no, yeah, Natalie Woods. Yet, no. yet, as far as we know, nothing to do with it. And Christopher Walken, I hope you protect yourself as part of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast mention. All right, let's see if I can uh, bring one back to you. Okay. Do you remember the 1972 Jack Nicholas film that took place in Atlantic City? Marvin Gardens. Or is it called Atlantic City? You're right there. You're right. You almost have the name, right? But it's called... Mar- is it Marvin Gardens? Marvin Gardens is, is in, in the, the title. Is in the title. Mm. The King of Marvin Gardens. Ah, uh, wouldn't have gotten it. Never saw it. Never saw it either. Cra- crazy I, I, crazy you know, as I can see. And I, I've seen something recently where it was 
did very well. I feel like I should watch every movie that takes place in Atlantic City. One of my all-time favorites was the Robert Downey Jr. Or that Jack Nicholson's been in. Yeah, seriously. And when has he been in bad movies? He's not. Mars Attacks. And and that that wasn't bad. Was that bad? Why did I think it was bad? It is bad, but it's... Ack, ack. It's a good kind of bad, if that makes sense. Like Ed Wood? No, not, not Wood's nothing good. approaching the level of okay. Ed Wood. <laughs> this uh, this is a whole different uh, kind of bad. It's just it's bad, but it's, it's bad. like, wow, they made this, huh? That kind of bad. You know what I mean? Like, well, the cast is tremendous. Yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah. a picture round of that yeah. sometimes. Oh, there you go. So look for a future uh, Mars attack. <laughs> uh, you got one back for me since uh, you were so yeah, uh, sure, sure. I got tons of stuff. Man. All right, so uh, let's see. Uh, who was the first person to reach a net worth of one hundred billion dollars? Who was the first person to reach a net worth of one hundred? Andrew Carnegie, which is the proper way to pronounce his name, despite the fact that everybody says Carnegie. Uh, no, I think you might be adjusting for. for I'm, I'm oh. talking about who was the first person to reach one hundred billion dollar net worth? Not adjusting for inflation, right? Okay, actually had a hundred billion net worth in the bank. Yep, Bill Gates. Gotta, so I don't know if gotta you, be before him. So, I don't know so. if you no, I don't know if you saw the story. So Jeff Bezos just hit a hundred billion dollars on Black Friday, oh. which was last Friday. So I was like, wow, it's the first person to reach a hundred billion. Gates hit it in nineteen ninety nine. Okay, but has never gotten back there since the crash of the what the tech crash. Oh, okay. So he so was, yeah. So eighteen years ago, Bill Gates had a hundred billion. But for like a little minute, for like I mean, now he's like floundering in the nineties. Oh, <laughs> oh, poor you! Still though, he's got less money than he did seventeen years ago. Yeah, but he's, he's also giving it away too. Yeah. Tons of money for good cause. Nobody can complain about how much Bill Gates has because not only did he dedicate all of it currently for these amazing projects he's running, but he uh, signed up with Warren Buffett. It, as part of this uh, pledge for, of billionaires to give away the majority of their money. Uh, yeah, I think they're giving it all away. Right. Much, like, or well, 99% of yeah, it. Yeah, enough of it that their kids aren't going to come after. <laughs> yeah, like, God forbid their kids had to work or something. Oh, I know. Tough life. But but still, I mean, it, it would suck. <laughs> Did if you, you hear about the, the Warren Buffett documentary? Uh, you hear about this? No. Um, I'm not sure if it was a documentary or a book, but Is my Ashton friend Kutcher gonna play. Him? My friend read it and he was he was telling me about it. I think it was a documentary, and it, I think it's a total snoozer. Okay, so I'm not recommending anybody to actually <laughs> go watch this. I, I don't suggest you watch it, but I will tell you this this interesting story about him. He, you know, he lives in Omaha. Yep, right. Same He's house, the same he built office, same right. Okay, yeah, yeah, the whole nine years. But here's one for you. He goes to McDonald's for breakfast every morning, which is insane. Okay. Okay. And he bases his order off of, like, how he's done, like, fine. You know how, like, if you have a successful week in in business, maybe you'll take yourself yourself out for a steak dinner? Sure. Like, he orders the Egg McMuffin with meat if he's having a good run. (laughs) And if he's not... There's no meat. I I don't know what the order is, but it's, like, it's either 350 or 280, (laughs) depending on, you know, how the markets are doing. I, I... Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. First of all, is he autistic? Well, because that's an autistic. Well, that's the type of thing that got him there. Okay. Well, it's fine. He got there. Get there. He, he, he got there. Right. Right. Get the meat, or <laughs> or, or, the, or, or don't, don't go to McDonald's. Meat, or don't go whatever. to McDonald's at all because it's poison <laughs> and will kill you. Unless he has that magic pill that they took in Poland. I told you about. Did I ever tell you that story? You, you did. On the, did I tell it on the air? You did. I, yeah. I have a. I have a magic pill. It's it's different than the magic pill, but I just I uncovered something crazy, and I was gonna get to this in history. Okay, but let's talk about it now since we brought it up. All right, so uh, let's see. How am I gonna answer this? Well, let's just go with this. Uh, who is the longest living U.S. president? Who's the longest living U.S. president? Oh man, ever? it's in my quiz two weeks from now. <laughs> George W. Bush, ninety three years old, just made just passed. Uh... This week uh, passed uh, uh, Ford. Okay, great. So you know all about this. Yep. Now I'll ask you. So obviously he just passed Ford. So how old was Ford? 93 and something and change, and he passed him by a day. 
Great. So you're you're all over this. So so Bush is ninety three and one hundred and seventy. Mm-hmm. Ford is ninety three and one hundred and sixty five. So yeah, it's five days winning, ago. Who's winning the groping count between those two? Is that like oh, definitely HW, senior? A thousand senior. and Ford like twelve. You know who my favorite magi- <laughs> you know who my favorite magician is. David Copperfield. Copperfield. <laughs> all right. So uh, Reagan. Okay. Okay. He is next on the list. Number three. Number number three on the list. Number three. 93 and 120 days. And it gets even crazier because Carter, you know how old he is? 92. He's 93. Oh. He's 93 and 59 days. So these guys are all. They're fighting to stay alive, literally. Well, right, but it's, it's President 38, 39, 40, and 41. Four guys in a row all making it to 93. And so, they're all dying. With that stressful life and those stressful things, there, there, must be some, there must be something out there that they're doing that they know what to do or what not to eat. Or So anyway, pay attention. Clinton's got a ways to go. He's got another 26 years or something to get nobody up into these guys' numbers. Nobody gave me a pill. Nobody gave me the pill. <laughs> See, that wasn't a bad Clinton. So I could have gotten Nixon away with that. made it to 81. <laughs> no, they gave him a different kind of pill. <laughs> so there was, something, there was definitely something... That they figured out. What, in the what's going supply. on, my Jimmy? It's the Nixon pill. <laughs> so anyway, senior, see if he can make it. out. He's got another uh, what hundred and ninety-five days to go to get out of ninety-three because that seems to be the, the drop, seems to be the the literal drop-dead drop dead date. Yeah, <laughs> the drop dead number. Well, now that we just mentioned him a hundred times, over, oh, the sky, he's, he's it. done. Sorry, take the senior. under. <laughs> take the under on senior. You had a good life, bro. You copped lots of feels, apparently, and people are kind of like, can we really make a big deal about that? He's senile. He's 93. Yeah, now that his gig is up, what's the point anymore? Are you going to prosecute him? (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? All right, let's see what we got for uh, for you for my next trivia question. Oh, this is something. It's funny, the, okay. new, the new positioning in the microphone has caused me to like have to look away instead of just talking while I look, so it causes more abrupt moments of silence. I might have to shift something along those lines. All right, well, so it's our first, see first week with the new setup, so don't expect it to go perfectly week one. All right, this is this is one that I have to get out before the season's over because like once this is done, it'll be off people's radars forever. Yeah, I know what you mean. Got to get the stuff in. Yeah, you know what? We're already kind of past it. I was going to ask you about a cornucopia. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we're past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You we know what? Save you, it for next season. You know what that... Uh, yeah, it's the Thanksgiving symbol. It's, yeah, it's stupid horn thing with all the... Plen- the bounty yeah, you know when that hit the uh, mainstream was with... Um, what was that movie? Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah, like yeah. a cornucopia in the middle of that war zone that they're all fighting they each all other at, and you've got to try to get to the cornucopia to get yourself some supplies. Did you see what has risen over twenty percent in the last three days? Bitcoin. Bitcoin at ten ten thousand dollars a bitcoin. Now this was about eight hundred when you and I first, or Started maybe it was like six fifty seven hundred. Yeah. Now it's up to ten thousand. Are, are we buying? No. I, I have We're to running say, for the hills, right? Yeah, I, you know what it is? It's just like the whole thing is just so unstable, and people don't understand this. I tried to explain this uh, to a family member who was visiting uh, during the holiday season, but the, the thing about it is it stays the value it stays in the – in the in the cloud, so to speak. In other words, like, but once you physically remove your bitcoins and bring it into real world money and convert it, you're subject to all of the same penalties and taxes and regulations and everything else. So, of course, a lot of its wealth. Wait, is, the U.S. government is just going to say no, take that money and not pay. No, of course not. <laughs> you're going you're to pay a fortune on the tax of sure. whatever it went up. But that's not the point. The reason why it's so popular is because people don't want to take it out. They want the value there. Uh, and they want to be able to to buy and sell property without being traced. That's why it's so popular. Um, however, there's so many things that could happen that could cause an end to that instantaneously uh, that it's very volatile. The and thing I'm also- confused about is like when when the dollar originally came in and we had it backed by currency uh, by gold, right? right? So the currency was backed by gold, and that made sense. So the sure. paper was backed by the U.S. government, and the U.S. government had gold, and then we went off the gold standard, but. The money is still backed by the U.S. government. Right. What is Bitcoin backed by? Cryptography. Literally, uh, 
matching codes, a finite number of very complicated matching codes that are unearthed and put together. Okay, and that's where it just loot like this whole mining for Bitcoin. Right. I just cannot figure. So there's there's like can't wrap my head around it. it it's hard to try to quantify, but it, it's basically there's encryption codes. Okay, and there's a finite number of them that can be created um, based on certain parameters that you set. Okay, and it, mining for bitcoins refers to finding these dual encryption keys and basically going. It's almost like running through the numbers of pi and looking for sequences of codes, okay, in that number. The number goes on forever, right? Right. So it goes on forever. Right. So within that number, there's different segments of codes, okay, that mean something from an encryption standpoint that you're able to take out and match up. And those numbers are almost impossible to duplicate, and it's basically like a lock and a key and a lock and a key and a lock and a key. And you're you're mining for locks and keys and locks and keys that match this mathematical equation. Then you separate them, and it basically becomes something you can sell and right, put so, back so, together. Uh, all right, so means if, I'm, if I'm understanding this at all, which I might not be, diamonds have value because right. there's a certain amount of diamonds in the world. Correct. Is there only a certain amount of – so eventually will they all be found? Yes. And then we'll have a limited amount. That's correct. And then that's where they have value. There is a specific number of how many can Now, how come I can't just start a competing – what did you call it? Cryptography? There are multiple ones now. Okay. There's multiple cryptographies that are out So as more and more cryptography comes out – You don't know which one will become valuable, which one will become less valuable, when the markets will be regulated, which will have a disastrous uh, consequence. There's so many different variables, and it can crash instantaneously. And here's what I've always learned. Very wealthy people don't get involved with stuff like – in a half-assed manner. They go all in with lots of money, and that's what allows them to do things that you can't do. So there's a lot of very powerful people that have a lot of money in this thing. Um, right. Isn't the guys that uh, – The Zucker- Winklevoss. Yeah, yeah, the Winklevoss twins. That's uh, who Zuckerberg screwed over for Facebook. Right. So uh, – and I and I also think that what happens is when markets quote-unquote crash – And they were screwed over to the tune of several billion dollars. Yes. Um, when when, when <laughs> but- markets crash, uh, a lot of the um, the crash comes in people basically selling off in panic, Right. It's going down. It's going down. I got to cash out now. Right. That could happen at a absolutely insane. Yes, but I mean that could happen with any. That could happen almost with anything. Not or quite no? Quite like that. Okay. Because if if governments come out and regulate it and basically say you can't exchange that stuff for real currency now. Oh well, that's when it will completely worthless. Right. Worthless. It could happen overnight. Yeah, you're right. Because if I own a Pepsi stock and the bottom falls out of the market. There's still value in the stock Pepsi's because still Pepsi's still stuff. making they're, they're, money. So, they're making products. So right? even if there was no... This is a commodity. Value, it's a commodity right. like any other currency. But the problem is right now it's in this totally unregulated world. Governments don't understand it. They don't know how to regulate it. Uh, they know that once it comes out of that crypto world into real currency, they can get their hands on the regulation aspect of it. So right now it's not a threat. But all it's going to take is uh, something to happen. And again, what I my point is... The millionaires make money when those things happen. When the market crashes, they're not the ones losing their money. They're waiting for it to go back. Uh, they're waiting for it to go down so they can make a fortune on the way back That's up. right. So and what you're saying is this is going to crash, and then yes. we get in on it. Yes. When it, when, they're fifth, when it's down to $50 of Bitcoin, we go back all in. You have to and be- then it'll come to up to something sustainable. You have to believe that there's an inherent value in the concept. I mean, you have to believe that there's inherent value in gold. You know of what course. I'm saying? Like holding a lump of gold ain't going to feed you. It's not right. going to keep your kids warm. So, right. But there's a finite amount of gold, and people seem to pay for it. Well, it's, there's a finite number of crypto keys, and people are paying for them. Gotcha. So that's that's a, a very poor explanation. As to how uh, it wasn't work. terrible. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing I ever heard you say. <laughs> All right, throw one more back at me. Uh, you want to move on to sports? Uh, I'll do one more general. Just got so much here. I'm Actually, to get I had one, and I was going to give you. Because oh, I think right, you so, just asked me the last. All one. right, so do that, and then we'll go to sports. Flow, snip, trap, flog, back. Which one of those words is not like the other? All right, let's flow, it, snip, F L O W flow. Yes. Flow, snip, trap, trap, flog, F L O G back, back. Oh my gosh. 
Which one of those is not like the other? Which one of those is not like the other? Anyway, I don't have a clue, man. Not, nothing. I, I, help me with something. All right. So four of the five uh-huh. do something, and one of the five doesn't. I thought of that, but back was throwing me off, too. Oh, back, move, flow, snip, snap. All right, you ready? Yeah, I don't know, man. You the first four uh-huh. spell a word backwards. Back does not. Gotcha. So it was back. It was back. Back is the odd word. Four of the five. I, I was going to go with back, but I had no reason why. You can okay, spell, so four of the five spell words backwards. Flow. Mm-hmm. Wolf. Wolf. Gotcha. Snip. Pins. Yep. Snap. Pants. Yep. I forget the other word you gave me, but gotcha. Those were ones Frog. where... Golf. And, and this is a tip for people. Write stuff down. When you have questions like this, you got to write them down. If I had written it down, I would probably have been able to. We generally, see it the reason backwards. I ask that question doing is it in my head. We generally stay away from like brain teasers or stuff like that. They come up once in a once blue in moon, a blue moon. I but like I kind of like having one every once in a while that I saw that was interesting, and I was like, I don't think people are going to get this that fast. I used to, I used to keep it to one a game. Yes. And now it's probably not even that often, yeah. but it's like one every couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, tops. But when it comes to stuff like anagrams or number sequences, yep, yep, things yep. like that, don't do them often. I do one at least once a month, but we, yeah, we they're good, you know. But you're not going to probably get more than one in a game. This is definitely true. You shouldn't. Uh, it's funny. I had a round the other night that I put together. I didn't even realize like so many of the questions were about old athletes, <laughs> like like how like the oldest this, the longest this. It was like. Yeah, As I was going through it this, does like, happen oh, sometimes. Wow, that's weird. I didn't realize that five of my ten questions were like geriatric questions regarding uh, athletes. But uh, let's move on to sports since we said that. I'm going to start you off. Well, you start me off with the sports question, then I'll come uh, fire back at you with uh, with my first sports question, which I know you will know the answer to, but it's a good way to talk about it. Uh, who is nicknamed Blade Runner? <laughs> I don't know. I know that I like that nickname, though. It's, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a funny reason for it. At least I hope there's a funny reason for it. Uh, it's not funny. Okay. Double amputee Oscar Pistorius. Oh, that's not funny at all. No, but he just got uh, doubled his sentence again. So I don't know if you followed the story he, at he all. He killed his girlfriend. Said he it killed was, his girlfriend. Uh, he was sleepwalking. Had or... some story. Some story. And right. he got like he was not guilty. Right. Originally. Now, they don't have the same law in South Africa. So they were able to try him again. They were able to try him again, and then they ended up... Do you know up... what the name of that law is? Double... Uh, I wanna, uh, You're right there. You had it. Yeah. Duh. Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. That was a movie starring Ashley Judd. Yep. You can't, <laughs> you she, can't try somebody she went to jail. twice. She went to jail for killing her husband? Right. Do I have this right? I don't know. She went to jail for killing her husband. Was it attempted murder? I don't. She went to jail for killing her husband, and I think the guy disappeared or something. Like he he set her up to uh, look like she killed him. Right. He disappeared, and then she gets out of jail, and now she can go kill him for real because she already was tried, convicted, <laughs> and served time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the plot. I like it. That's uh, people are thinking. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So he went back, and then they gave him like three years. So now he's up to fourteen years. So he's right. finally. But man, when he when he got off originally, I was like, how could how could this be? Fourteen years in jail. But it's I don't know. It's like you, you're a double amputee. Well, you and you got a woman somebody. to marry you. <laughs> Not a woman. Have you seen right. his ex girlfriend? That's. That's. Uh, oh yeah, know. I mean, gorgeous. Bummer. Yeah. Nick, who won the 2017 Iron Bowl? Ah, uh, uh, how much did Nick win? Oh, <laughs> being on the right side. Uh, Thanksgiving. What was the spread? Four and a half, and okay. I, I think it went up to six. It was wow. four and a half on Thursday. Thanksgiving. I talked to my brother-in-law, and I'm like, "This is a letdown game for Alabama." And Big he's like, time. What are you talking about? Alabama doesn't let down. I'm like, "Hear me out here. They're going to get in one way or the other." Why beat Auburn just to have to go play Georgia in the SEC title game, whereas Auburn's got to win to keep it going? And anyway, and really, Alabama, their best win of the year was Mississippi State. Alabama has no business being in the in the playoffs. Well, now it looks like it might be tough for them to get in. 
Well, it's it's an because if Wisconsin because last year was basically uh, dogging Ohio State when he was talking about Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you don't win your conference, I don't know how you could be expected to uh, compete in the uh, Did he say play. That? Yeah, it was 2016. Oh, Talk about biting and, your tongue, right? And now Especially it's basically and, and basically in the in the same room, same press conference, same visual. He argued the other point that we should be judged on the full body of our work and and the fact that we didn't win uh, the the you know our huh. About that. <laughs> Somebody's like, uh, hey, are you a hypocrite? Because that's what hypocrites do. I thought a one loss, because I'm just looking at the win losses, and I'm like, all right, the only team that's undefeated is Wisconsin. How does a one loss Alabama team not get in? But what I'm hearing from the voters is Clemson's in if they beat Miami, Oklahoma's in if they win the Big 12. So you, you could have a one loss Alabama team sitting on the. Well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. It all I'm comes so down to these votes. I'm just so sick of them. Obama? So sick of them. Yeah, I'm, but I, I was so happy Auburn beat right. them. You ready for this? I'm ready. Well, I, I, I was going to give you a line, but it's a little outdated, so I'm not going to say it. But <laughs> anyway, who do you think's the favorite? Let, let's say that if Alabama does get in. Alabama. Who do you think will be the favorite to win it? Of course they will. So then how do you leave them out? I guess that's just, my point. Just because they don't deserve they don't deserve the invite to begin with under the current constraints. They yeah, in, but the current in, constraints are supposed to be for the four best teams to get in. That's the current yeah. constraints. There's no four, earning four best, it or deserving no, four, it. Or four best teams. There's people four voting best the four best teams based on performance this season, and they are not one of the four best teams based on performance. And on top of that, what I would say is the reason why people are so assume that they would win immediately is because you have a month off to prepare. And Nick Saban is one of the best coaches in the world when he's given time to prepare for specific opponents. So most people, rightfully so, even if Alabama was ranked 10th, if they were ranked 20th, if you stick Nick Saban and give him, you know, three weeks know. I to think prepare a little bit, for yeah. any opponent. I mean, listen, I, what I you're saying, dead. what you're saying makes sense. But I think the current constraints are supposed to be, you're supposed to vote in the best four teams. And on a neutral field right now, Alabama would be favored against Do any team any in those, the country. Like, uh, those like, uh, you know, catchy uh, undefeated teams from a small school that are complaining about this. Like, yeah, UCF. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got we got we got like a, a UCF. They're the only undefeated the in next... FBS is UCF and Wisconsin. Yeah, I think they gave up forty points to South Florida the other day. So I don't know. If, uh... Yeah, what about Wisconsin though? Wisconsin. Should... Well, Wisconsin's in, but they got to beat Ohio State. Right. Which I like. I mean, I'm taking Ohio State on a neutral field. I'm not sure where the game is at. It's neutral field though, right? Yeah. Big Ten let's, championship. Let's do it. Come on, Wisconsin Badgers. Um, oh, is, I got a good, I got a very, very good one that I've been saving for you this week. Don Shula, you asked me, right? You, your question was, did I specifically answer it? Well, you came I, back I, with the Iron Bowl, right? Right. So you have a question. Okay, <laughs> I was say, I'll, I'll do a quick one, and then two I've in got a, row for I've, you. I, yeah, let me do a quick one here. I really, I wonder if you know this, soccer. Okay. What four-time World Cup champion has missed the tournament for the first time since 1958? Italy. Yes. So that is that is big news. Yeah, a huge news. They uh, is Ireland in? Uh, no. So I got nobody to root for. No, and it's in Russia. So it's like just pretend it didn't even happen. I'll just move on. <laughs> I just start rooting against Germany the yeah, first week. You will have somebody to root for. You'll have a team to root for. I promise. Is Russia in? No, uh, Russia's in. Yes, <laughs> the host nation is always in no matter what. They don't have to qualify. Really? Yeah. So. That's so corrupt. Oh. <laughs> Has Seth Blatter been accused of sexual harassment? I, yes. I, would, I would imagine. <laughs> yes, yes. I think he did by his like assistant or some longtime assistant. Oh, it definitely came out at some point. Oh, I was like, scumbag. where do I know that name, Seth Blatter? He sounds like a villain in a Bond. He is a, he is a Bond villain. Yeah. He is 100% a Bond villain. I think most people portray him that way. But no, there, there really is no team to root for. I got my team. I know who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Iceland. Oh yeah, because yeah, like you got a country of three hundred thousand. Didn't we describe people. them the size of what was the t- Bakersfield, California? They're the size <laughs> of Atlantic County, right? New Jersey. That's like crazy. if you go look at our census demographic, people. our census yeah. with Hamilton to Atlantic City is three hundred thousand people. Yeah. So we're about the size. Oh, I'm of definitely Iceland. voting for Iceland. Um, who is the first coach after Don Shula to take two different teams to a Super Bowl? Well, the one that jumps out at me, I just got to think if it's right or not. It's not. I think I just saved myself a wrong answer. Oh, wait. No. It's Parcells. 
It is Bill Parcells. Yeah. I almost went with Holgram. Nope. Because he got there with the Seahawks. But Parcells took the Patriots to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. He was the first one to do it with two separate teams. Uh, Patriots and Giants. And then Do we have somebody that has won one with two different teams? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Not, not that I can. Parcells lost with the Patriots. Holgram lost with the Seahawks. So, yeah. All right, so I got this one for you, and this is, this is fun. Who is the active? Who has the active streak for most consecutive games started at quarterback? Who has the active streak for I most know, consecutive I, I games who, started who, at quarterback? I know who's about to lose it. So, so <laughs> that's what's fun about this. The answer right now will not be the answer on Monday morning. I, Probably the dumbest decision in football history. I mean, as a partial, as a. All right, let's tell of, the listeners. All right, so it's Eli Manning, and he's at like 210 games, and they're benching him in favor, not of Davis Webb, the rookie who they're trying to figure out if he's got. Okay, a, so all my numbers include playoffs. Right. So Eli is at 222. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, it's 210 regular season right. games. Right. So Two. we're going to, just because I have the numbers, we're going to go with playoffs. 222. 222. No, they're benching him for Geno Smith, I heard. Yes, they're benching him for Geno Smith. So it's, it's it's officially we are tanking for trying to get – we don't want to run into a situation where we win a game. Right. We're scared we're, of winning a game. We want Sam Darnold. So we're going to bench – right. So Eli's done in New York. We're going to bench him. Um, what was my prediction who the Jets quarterback would be next year, Nick? You predicted Alex Smith. No, I did not. I predicted Eli Manning. Okay, well, I'm predicting Eli Manning at this point. Um, and so you're happy with that? No. Uh, really? Of course not. I want I want uh, I, I mean, Sam Darnold. Oh, well, you're not getting Sam Darnold. No, I know. The Giants are getting Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, or or yeah, the yeah. Browns. The Browns are probably going to get Sam Darnold. They don't have a shot at winning a game either. And, and on top of that, like, I mean, could you, could you possibly be stupid enough to pass on him or trade out of that at this point if you're the Browns? You're watching Carson Wentz take a team in his second year to 10-1. <laughs> you passed on him. You traded him for a bag of balls. You didn't get. They got nothing back. Like if you go, they, they even wasted the picks they did get. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I I think that team's taking a quarterback no matter what. Pick one or two overall. I think both of them will. I think the Giants will end up with Rosen. And I think a Jewish quarterback in New York is probably a. a I think Rosen goes number one. I Donald goes number one. It's no yeah. question. No question. I don't think Donald comes back. Comes out if the Browns are going to draft him. That's a different story altogether. That's, would you? I would come out for the Giants to be the Giants quarterback. I'm coming out. Well, it's funny. It's it's a very similar thing to when Eli went. Uh, you know, it is. It's exactly what happened. Number one overall, there were three good QBs in that draft. You had Philip Rivers. You had Eli. And Eli Manning, is and ben like I'm not going to play for. And you remember what I used to tell you, which was if Eli Manning, Manning. was named Ben Manning, <laughs> yeah, and he'd be the number one pick in the draft ever. <laughs> he'd be the number one pick in any draft ever. Well, speaking of that, so Eli Roethlisberger Eli, would be the third rounder. But Eli is number three all time. In consecutive starts by a quarterback. Now, you know who number one is. Yeah, Brett Favre. Yeah, not even close. Right. Do you know who number two is? Is he an older guy? Like a... No. So whose streak did Brett Favre break? No, no, no. That's not... All right. So I'll answer your question. Okay. So Brett Favre, number one all time at 321. <laughs> he broke a record held by Ron Jaworski. Right. Yeah, of yeah, 123. Of, it's unreal. So it's been broken <laughs> for so long. But, I mean, Jaws had 123. Favre had 321. He broke it by... A couple, yeah. 198 games. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, but, no, so this guy has come since Favre, but after Jaws. Right, right, right. I'm trying to think. Phil Rivers? Okay, so Phil Rivers will be the new leader. Yeah, that's I'm saying who's who's ahead of Eli. Oh, ahead of Eli. I thought you said he's number two, so I'm thinking behind Eli. You know what I did? I misspoke. Eli's number three. Okay. Who's number two? I don't know. Between for Big Brother. Peyton. Okay, until he got the neck injury. I thought about that, but I was like, I don't, know. I don't remember exactly when that injury came. Only five games difference. Is that crazy? That is 227. Crazy. Eli that got the Eli 220. Manning, though. Not let him. Just let him finish out the season. Just let him finish out the season. You don't want him on your team. I get it. But, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, but future New York Jets QB. I mean, so the or, answer to the question or, right now is Eli, Nick, and next or, week it'll be Phil Rivers or what? Denver Broncos QB. 
Because I'll tell you what, Eli Manning to the Denver Broncos makes an insane amount of sense to me, yeah, too. Yeah, With, with those weapons, uh, you know, Peyton. Yeah, it seems like, um, you know, Elway, who's brilliant, is brilliant at recruiting uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks to come play for him, not necessarily drafting them and turning them into anything. Because yeah, clearly. whatever happened with Paxton Lynch. <laughs> well, it's, it's even Simeon. It was seventh-round pick. It looked like he had a lot of promise. He, I've never seen somebody regress so hard and go from, like, a reasonable starting QB to just trash. So... I don't know. I mean, who who knows? Uh, you want to move on to some geography history? Sure. Or you want one more sports question? All right. What is? Let's see. Actually, you start me off, and then I'll I'll come back at one because uh, I want to I want a second to think about this here. Okay. So I got something for you. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you know what name Billy the Kid went by before 1859? <sighs> William H. I do know it. I've, uh, what's it called? It's one of my favorite. William H. Bonnie. Yes, you got it. Yeah. I was almost going to say H. William F. Buckley. Did you hear that's about the picture that turned up? That's a conservative uh, news, <laughs> news reporter. Yeah, Did you hear William about the H. picture Bonnie. that turned up? No. Yes, yeah, some guy, you know, one of these where he picked up a photo at a swap. What do they call those? Flea markets? Swap shops. Yeah, you know, for five bucks or 15 bucks or something. It is an original photograph of not only Billy the Kid which in itself is just iconic. But Pat Garrett, the guy who killed. They were best friends at one point in time. Were they? Yeah. Because there's a photo of them in a group. Yeah, before before Pat Garrett uh, joined law enforcement and hunted down Billy the Kid. And that's what Young Guns... So that's uh, probably what this... Emilio uh, Estevez. I, I could have asked you that. Who played uh, Billy the Kid in Young Guns 2? I probably would have got it. Yeah. It and Young Guns 2 or Young Guns? I don't, I don't even remember. Okay, I, I, I think it was it. probably Young Guns, probably the, probably the original. Is that Charlie Sheen was in that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but uh, remember who wrote the uh, the hit song off the soundtrack, The Young Guns? Do I remember? Hmm. I should know it. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yes. Shot down in a blaze of glory, <laughs> which was really basically the same song as Wanted Dead or Alive. I was trying to decipher. Is that two like, different songs? Hey, uh, John, you know that song "Wanted Dead or Alive." You think you write something similar to that for uh, for Young Guns for the movie? Yeah, I think I can. I think I could write almost the exact same song. <laughs> it's, it really is. It's like the exact same song. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that picture is probably going to go up for auction at some point. I could just download it off the internet and print it out myself. I don't need to auction it. I, I'm, I'm excited about that. Save yourself one and a half million dollars or so. At least it's not 450 bill. <laughs> or, or mil. Whatever, 450 whatever. mil. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see about this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is appropriate because uh, Nick and I are leaving on a jet plane first thing tomorrow morning, and we are headed to uh, our old stomping grounds. Nick, how does that feel? What's the last Don't time we... you were back there? Blocked it out. Blocked it long, out. Long time ago. Yeah, it was like 2005, I, I think. I mean, the last time I was there was the last time we did Jazz Fest. Right. That was 2005. Okay. So it was or six or something like that. It was a long time. I'm Maybe so it's later than no, that. I'm not so good with numbers. <laughs> I'm not so good with numbers. But we are flying to uh, New Orleans, Louisiana for... Um, oh, wait, no. The last time we were there was Voodoo Fest. Jazz Fest was after Voodoo Fest. Oh, was it? Yeah, right. multiple times. So, yeah, 2005 we did uh, oh, you're right, you're Jazz right. Fest you're for right. sure. Um, so you're right, because we made all that money at Voodoo Fest, and then they <laughs> turned around and tried to get it back out of us on the back end. And they did, successfully. <laughs> Jazz Fest. Yes. That's right, we actually had a good weekend for a change, and then not so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but we're headed... I don't headed... like you guys making all this money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't like you making money. Um, so we're headed back to New Orleans for something that we'll be announcing on this program around December 20th. I don't think I'm legally allowed to say that. Yeah, so we're not. But uh, I'm going to ask you, it's just a legitimate trivia question. Uh, who sold Louisiana to the United States of America? Okay. Well, okay. And I don't think it's something that every, like, okay. I know you know it because you're a smart guy. And, and uh, well, they had a purchase. Yes, it was Louisiana a big one. purchase. That's the name. But who was uh, the, Jefferson was behind it? He was. He he bought it on behalf of the United States. Who did he buy it from? Mm, see, and this is what's interesting to me. The years on this are a little tough because I'm. Oh, okay. I'll just say I flat out I don't know it, but I just figured it out because 
So Jefferson, I think it was 1802, Louisiana mm-hmm. Purchase. So that's post the French Revolution. Yep. So it's after Louis XVI. Yep. Um, and that leads you after to what man? A Maximilian Robespierre, yeah, which leads gone, me oh, to he's <laughs> gone as well. Uh, a Mr. Napoleon Bonaparte. That's right. We purchased Louisiana from Napoleon, and that's why the Napoleonic Code is still used in Louisiana as the form of law. And why everything is so that's insanely crazy. corrupt. <laughs> that's crazy. Can you imagine? We're using a laws that were written by Napoleon in yeah. a state in the United States. Right. That's like, whoa, yeah, in whoa, Alabama, we crazy. follow Hitler law here. <laughs> yeah, we got to go with, we go with we're this going dictator. With Hitler law. Like, I mean, Napoleon, <laughs> that was not a good dude. He led, like, you know, tens of thousands of people to their death. And no, I don't think anybody accused Napoleon of being a good dude. No. And he was short. I mean, you know where people like Napoleon? They liked him because of uh, Bill, Bill and Ted's, Ted's Excellent Adventure. Adventure. Whoever played he that character. played a friendly character. Yeah, it was fun, you know. You know, Piggy Piggy. <laughs> I remember when he was eating the... Uh, or he was the one that wanted to go to the water slides. Right? I, I haven't he seen that movie he, in he, he just, 30 years. All he wanted maybe, to do was water slide. He put on like a okay. smock and he's like pushing kids out of the way to get into the water slide line. Oh, was he wearing like yeah. the tube around the... Well, was, but he, like he that, was wearing like, like a muumuu. Almost okay. like I this, kind of this like it. clear muumu because he and like a and like a shower cat. They had him look so ridiculous; it was great. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you want to throw one more back at me before we move on to uh, entertainment? Yeah, sure. Let's see. Yeah, we're almost almost out of time. If we gotta, if we want to hit entertainment, you know anything about Shakespeare's personal life? Minimal. I know he was married to a woman named Anne Hathaway. Yes. Because uh, Anne Hathaway decided, oh, I might as well take Shakespeare's wife's name to act because no one will call me out. On so that do you see Shakespeare as being the type of guy that goes for older women or younger women? Younger women. <laughs> <laughs> is there any type of guy that goes for older women? The president of France. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Nick he's answered that become, awfully fast. He's now That's, become that guy. Yeah, he sure has. I mean, you know, he's hot for teacher. Do you think he likes that song? Do you think he hears that and like in a French accent, like, oh, I love this song? Uh, does he, I don't I'm, know. I'm hot I, I don't for know. teacher. Your teacher's not that hot anymore, bro. <laughs> She's not. I was a hot for teacher in the 80s. Do you think she disciplines him? Like, you think there's some, like, like element of that? how do you get over that relationship? Right. Just, Maybe yeah, he just, likes that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, is there, like, dirty talk in bed about, like, tell me about my grammar? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, there's it, it, yeah. it's a weird uh, It's hard for me to wrap my thing, head around man. that one. But, yeah, possibly. Some people like to be disciplined. Well, they say uh, dominatrix, right? Don't they say it's mostly powerful men that come in because they're used to being in power and they like sure. to just... Get whipped and Absolutely. into submission and whatnot, so that's their turn on. Yeah, yeah. All right, so it makes enough sense. Yeah, so the guy likes to get his grammar corrected in bed. All right, so um, <laughs> do you think Shakespeare's the type of guy to see it through a marriage? Is he the type of guy that gets married and until death do his part? Not so much. Right. So I was under the same impressions that you but were. Turns out we're totally wrong. Just so I don't know the how same I'm going to f- the whole life. Got married at eighteen. To a 26-year-old. Something wrong on all counts. <laughs> yeah, eight years is is a uh, senior. And uh, till death do his part. He was married until uh, he died, age 52. Good for you, so, William Shakespeare. <laughs> 34-year uh, marriage. 34-year. Yeah. Dead at 52, though. What does that tell you, Nick? Yeah, but in 1600? Yeah, it's true. That's it's like, like living to a million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what happened to Bob? Uh, Bob died of a cold. <laughs> <laughs> he was 34. He was... <laughs> <right>. <laughs> And what about James? Oh, James stubbed his toe, gangrene. <laughs> dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> How old was he? He was 17. Uh, it's a nice oh, long life. Nice long life for that. And nothing that to lad. look forward to after 17 anyway. <laughs> All right, I've been saving this one. I love this. So, okay. you know, rarely, we're going to move on to entertainment, by the way. That's the last okay. geography history. Final uh, set of questions in today's uh, trivia, Quizzo Trivia Podcast, episode 34. Episode 34. Rolling. Um. Occasionally, as you know, I drive up to New York City every week to do uh, the Sunday ticket in Manhattan, and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm listening to talk radio uh, to try to get myself in fantasy football mindset, you know, listen to some stat talks, I'll listen to Guru, Paul Kelly's show from the day before, but occasionally I'll also want to jam out, right? You know what I mean? Just like listen okay. to some music, get pumped up. So I'm, I'm flipping through channels, and I get to the 80s station, Sirius XM 80s, and they're doing a countdown. Okay, mm-hmm. and Rick Dees is hosting this countdown from 1981. Rick Dees? Yeah, yeah. 
the Rick D's. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if it was an old countdown he's okay. they're replaying. All right, so this is he's from alive, 1988. Right? Rick D's? Yeah, I think Rick D's is alive. Disco Duck. Disco Duck, yeah, Rick yeah, D's? Disco Duck. I'm going to play that for my daughter today. If he's still alive, go for him. Because you come out with Disco Duck in the 80s and you manage to make it another 30 plus years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's alive. Or Disco Duck was, what, late 70s? Yeah, he owns Rick.com. Good for you, Rick. Man, somebody somebody was advising him well. Hey, Rick, I got this new thing called the Internet. You got to buy Rick.com. Yeah, he's alive. So he still broadcasts for Sirius XM. So he was doing the countdown from 1981, but currently. So it's okay. like, you know, these were the top ten songs. So he gets to a song, and one of the things I love is when they tell backstory about a song. Wait, so you're telling me we can't get the Quizzo trivia show on Sirius XM? But Rick Dees is counting down a countdown from 1981. That's what I'm telling you. We haven't <laughs> we need, tried. We, <laughs> we haven't we tried. We need to call our manager. In our defense, we haven't tried. And every person <laughs> I've turned on to the Quizzo Trivia podcast has said incredibly positive things. I'll just point that out. What about new the last every week. person you turned on to Rick Dees' countdown Nobody from Nobody said a kind word about Rick Dees since Disco <laughs> Duck came out, Nick. Nobody right. has said a good Sorry thing Sorry to interrupt you. All right. So, so he's doing the countdown. And he, he's telling the backstory on a song. Um, after he came back from the song. So first of all, I found myself jamming out to an incredibly unlikely song, okay? And I'll, there's, like, multiple trivia questions in this for you. But I assume you know Rick Springfield's biggest hit song ever. Rick Springfield's biggest you know hit Rick's, song ever Rick's was... You know Rick's trivia, like, trivia about him, that he was an actor? Yeah, yeah he was on the... He was on a... General Soap opera. Yeah, I think General Hospital. Yeah, did he play? I want to say he played Dr. Noah Drake, but that's uh, Joey from Friends, right? No, that's uh, Dr. Drake Ramore. Dr- Drake. Oh, so he played Dr. Noah Drake then. They used Drake Ramore as yeah, yeah. a spoof off of. Okay. Yeah. So Drake, he played Noah Dr. Drake. Drake Ramore. You got to check that. Yeah, to definitely. Sure. definitely. Was it right. Noah Drake? Okay. Yeah, Noah Drake. Okay. Rick Springfield. So uh, Jesse's Girl? Jesse's Girl. Biggest okay. hit. Did you even know he had another hit? Only, why would I know this? And I probably can't name the hit, but this is what I know. And this is what made me laugh one time at a CD store, flipping through and seeing Rick Springfield's greatest hits. (laughs) You must have been like, greatest. That's where we started laughing. But we saw that there's an album out there called Rick Springfield's Greatest Hits. I think he took two albums and took five songs from each album. I'm going to play it for you. See if I can identify yes. anything about it. See if you even like it. See if you can jam out to this. And this is 1981, if I've ever Do you know what uh, show he appeared in? What Showtime show he appeared in for a little bit? No, I don't. Californication. Oh, okay. Makes a cameo. I don't think it's bad. It is. It's 1981. Yeah, I've heard this. You know this one, right? Now I'm going to ask you the trivia question here, Nick. Who wrote this song? And the way I phrase it in the quiz is, what classic rock lead singer wrote the hit song, I've Done Everything For You, performed by Rick Springfield? I'm going to give you a clue because it's oh, like, wait, wait, it's wait. like you're throwing know. a dart at a board here. Okay, no, I don't know if I want a clue because okay. I have a strong hunch okay. for some reason. I, it just reminds me of this guy, and I was thinking of him before you gave the classic rock clue. Yeah, let me get a guess in without the clue and then give sure. me a clue. Peter Wolf. That's a good guess. Okay. That's a good guess. It sounds very Peter Wolf. Yes. All right, so here's your clue. He was a very, very famous lead singer for a band that also had another famous lead singer for that band at a different point in time. It should narrow it down significantly. Yeah, so, uh, like Johnny Rotten? Yeah, that'd be a... That'd Sid be a, Vicious? Right, right, right. That, that type of... Uh, but, dare I say, he's... You know, Brian Johnson? That would have been a good guess. Oh, I, you're going with, uh, like, David Lee Roth? You're right there. Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar wrote this song for Rick Seven guesses. Yeah. And, Seven and he, guesses and three and, clues, and, and I got it. And when this song won a huge award <laughs> and hit number one on the charts, Sammy sent them a message that said, Rick, you've done everything for me. 
All right. All right. <laughs> but now you can sort of hear it, right? You can kind of hear Sammy. I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can make the connection. All right. Well, here you go. This is Sammy doing his own song. Years later. I, I imagine it's going to be better than Rick. Already sounds better. <laughs> Yeah, it's better. If only he still had Eddie Van Halen playing it for playing the <laughs> guitar nice. for him. I, 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 you blow that. Is this Chicken Foot? Or is this? <laughs> no, that's the name of his band. Yes. <laughs> the worst band name. Chicken What was that for? There was something. Why did he call them chicken? Foot? Yeah, there was some story behind why he named uh, it. was like, I don't know. I, I forgot what it was. Something about rooster and he went with chicken. I don't remember. All right. Now throw one back at me and then uh, I'll give you my last one of the game. Uh, what was. Uh, let's, wait, all right. Um, that, you know, I, I, I got to do it because these these royals, they just keep making headlines. Um, do you know. What show Meghan Markle is on? She was on Suits. Yeah, yeah. The she's only still re- on it. She's yeah. The only reason I know that is because all I have heard this week is Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle, <laughs> Meghan Markle. <laughs> right, right. The poor so I woman's had to get it out. mother. Okay, uh-huh. so she's an African American woman, right? Meghan Markle has uh, split heritage. Dad was white. Mom. Uh, here's a crazy story. Dad was the cinematographer on Married with Children. So Meghan Markle grew up going to the set of Married with Children almost every day of her life after school. Um, and has lots of different stories from there as well. And people were like, I, I was like, Amanda Bierce is being quoted about the royal family. Why? And it was because she grew up with uh, Meghan Markle hanging out at the set every single day. You remember who Ma- uh, Amanda Bierce is, right? Yeah, she is uh, Marcy Darcy. Marcy Darcy. Uh, remember Marcy Darcy's original last name? Well, so Steve was it? Steve. St- Steve's last name. What was it? I don't think I remember it. She's so, been Marcy Darcy to me for so long, I just can't. Well, that was probably one of my favorite reveals ever. So, first of all, who was Darcy? Uh, Jefferson. Jefferson Darcy. But who played him? Uh, the greatest of all time. That's McGinley. right. We're about to... Ted. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're, we're about to... Uh, Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley played... Jefferson Darcy. So he replaces this guy named Steve. And uh, let's see. Married with children. What? Um, God, man, I, I I feel like I, I'm, I'm spazzing on what this name is. What's Steve's last name? Yeah. Um, I don't, did they even ever mention it? Rhodes. Steve oh, Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah Steve of Rhodes. course. Steve Rhodes. Yep. So, yeah. So he leaves the show. And they replaced him with Jefferson Darcy, Ted McGinley, who's the biggest show killer in history, and it didn't hurt the show. So Married yeah, with Children survived. was kind was of the exception. It was such a great show. It was even better with Steve Dar- or with Jefferson Darcy. The The reveal of his last name, that episode, had me laughing so freaking hard. Because they get married, like, in Vegas for the night. She's like, comes back, like, I won this prize, this beautiful man. Right, and she like, looks yeah, at the... Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and he's like... Uh, it's like, what is your last name, babe? He goes, Darcy. She's like, my, my name, name is, is Marcy Darcy. Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Welcome to it. So, all right, here's uh, this is going to be my last one of the game. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those fights. Like, I, I don't know if I want to leave an easy one just to get a discussion out or try to challenge you here. Uh, you give me one more. I'll give I you, think, yeah, you, you, give you me only one. want one more from me or want two more? We're at 60 minutes, so let's do one more. Okay. Norman Bates's uh, hobby. What was Norman Bates's hobby? Just throwing it out there, people, because if you see anybody with this hobby. Bird watching? <laughs> Taxidermy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
God. Stay away from taxidermists. <laughs> Anybody that, as a hobby. I mean, if you got to make a living, you got to make a living. You know what I mean? If you live somewhere and stuffing deer is big business, I'm all for it. But when you're just hobbying around <laughs> with it. All right. This, this, I, I am going to end it with this. I probably will ask it the different way here, but I, I assume okay. you're going to know this. It's just funny. Uh, to me, you know how like in marriage, there's those traditions, you know, you wear something uh, this, that and the other, something blue, something yeah, borrowed, she's wear something blue, something new, You're supposed something to wear borrowed. something white as the dress. So who wear who wore a white bikini at her Cancun wedding when she married Tommy Lee? Well, uh, Tommy Lee's been married at least twice. The two I know of are Heather Locklear and Pamela Anderson. So you can narrow it down. It's one of those two. <laughs> well, I, I just just out of what I think of them, not knowing anything, Heather Locklear seems to hold a little class. She's a little classier right? than wearing a white bikini to her wedding. Yeah. So you would I'm, think. Uh, Pam will look good. And I mean, listen, you know, you're going to get married in a white bikini. She's might like, as well wedding marry dress. I don't need Pamela a Anderson. wedding dress. Yeah. Pamela Anderson wore a or white bikini. Pamela. Pamela. <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Pam- Pamela Anderson. <laughs> White bikini. It's like, all right. I guess you can't show up the bride if that's the case, though, right? I mean, it's not. Uh... There was something about she was at a roast one time and the guy came out. He's like uh, roasting her. And he's like, Pamela Anderson, you've been married to Tommy Lee and Rick Solomon. Way to sleep your way to mediocrity. <laughs> it's like, it's, sleep it's your like way to the, way the, the bottom. Yeah, sleep your way to the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think uh, on that note, do you want to ask me one more before we yeah. get out of here? Yeah. Give me, yeah, give me the, one more question, then we'll. Uh... The uh, Giselle reign is over. She is no longer the highest paid model in the world. Yes. So there you go. Have it, Brady Bunchin group. You did not earn $22 million last year like this other model. Who, Drew, Chrissy is Teigen? now the highest paid Chrissy model? Chrissy Teigen? This is going to make you sick. Oh, no. It's not Chrissy Teigen? No. I love you, Chrissy Teigen. Just so you know. She loves football, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm all on, I'm all on board. Don't know. I have no idea. Twiggy? Is she still a thing? Well, she's not the most famous person in her family. Oh my God, no! Yes, way. <laughs> yes. Not not Jenner. Jenner. Oh. Kendall Jenner is the highest earning model in the world. Twenty two million dollars. Can you imagine at sixteen years old, her mom trying to tell her to clean up her room? Like, mom, <laughs> I'm going to be worth twenty million dollars the day I turn Next eighteen. Year. I don't need to listen to anything. I have Saudi say. Arabian princes buying me Bentleys. Yeah, basically. For nothing. For nothing. Just, just, just because to, they... Because yeah, I went to dinner with them. Right. <laughs> I'll bet you mentally. It's like, yo, bro, calm it down. Some girls will go out for a set of flowers. You know, you can, yeah, you can just... A Bentley. Right. You can just drop dinner at Mickey D's for the right chick. And I love, my favorite part is when she talks about, like, the burden of having to, like, have somebody buy her a Bentley. Of course. That's my favorite, that's my favorite it, part. It is. <laughs> All right, so good for you. Uh, the Jenner Kardashian clan hit another milestone. The highest earning <laughs> model in the world oh what a what a thing to leave you on in the quizzo trivia podcast i don't even know what to say to that but that is it for us uh here and it's always a it's always a little this bit extra rick springfield for you <laughs> that's two weeks in a row we've done that that's all right for more information people love the mess ups nick they also love uh, i got a lot of feedback they like when we talk over the the closing here oh yeah, yeah they want to yeah. hear one last thing i, I should have yelled two <laughs> All right, get home safe, everybody. Get home safe. That's what I say. What do you got in here, Every quiz okay. Get Are home you safe. When I was your age, I would lock 50 pounds of ice up five, six flights of stairs. So what? So what? So let's dance. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. A man worthwhile... The man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> okay, Pookie, do the honors. So, what brings you to this uh, maid of the woods, back of the way? How come you're here? Daddy wanted to broaden me. In this place? Good luck. 
feed you for a second. Oh, I uh, play a lot of golf. Oh. <laughs> Nixon plays golf. I bet you got a lot of interesting stories about your balling. So what do you do? I enjoy skinny skiing. Going to bullfights on acid. I bet you got a lot of nice ties. What do you mean? You want to tie me up with some of your ties? Huh? I've got a good idea. says you got a screw loose. Oh, yeah. Your uncle molests collies. You're rather, uh... What? Attractive for a beautiful girl with a great body. Well, oh. oh, hey! Let's go into uh, the patio. 